everyone, welcome our new insect overlords. Hi, this is Bob Muir. And this is Mr. The Bandit. And this is the Bob Muir and the Enemy Below show with Mr. The Bandit. Uh, it's uh, we're, we're the first day of March we're recording this, uh, February. That's right. February. For all its purposes, I am the Enemy Below. Yes. As they're all that's it perfectly. The enemy blower. The enemy blower, as you as your original desire to name that. <laughs> yes, it was uh, not very popular. No, no, it wasn't. Both of us said no, no, no one. Well, we. Every I, demographic hated it. Yes, which is what made you love it all the more. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we strive for. <laughs> so how Andrew. you do, how you doing? How is the little puppy doing? He is doing great, although he's uh, he has found his mark. Ah, yes. And his bite. Oh, okay. So we, are, we are working on doing our best to curb both. I think they, they kind of chew everything for like the first three months of their six, you know, whatever, however it is. There's like, they just chew everything for a while. Oh, yeah. 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 And not to mention the fact that he has also uh, discovered his hump. So we are we are working on all of these. <laughs> so he's discovered that little that little that home entertainment complex that's built into everybody into the, yeah, into the body. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and and here's the thing: I'm torn because there's a part of me that's like, well, I can't blame him. <laughs> yes. But Having still. said that, <laughs> yes, it ain't right. No, no, it's not. It's like you know. But. All, all things aside, all uh, aside. everything is going uh, pretty well. Okay. How, uh, how have you been? All right, all right. Sort of like, finally, uh, kind of like finally recovering for whatever creeping crud I've had the last couple of weeks, where I was like, I would do something and I would be exhausted for day, you know, like exhausted for hours afterwards. It was really just couldn't, you know, no energy and you know, like. Lamaze, some sort of you know malaise. Yeah, 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 malaise. There you go. But it just seemed to be. I I thought you know because I, I like to maybe, be, maybe you're in such a malaise that 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 forced you to say lamaze. Yeah, yes, could be, could be. Uh, I I of course being the you know the self indulgent self self dramatic person I guess I was going oh my god I'm what? so yeah moi <laughs> so. Uh, I was like, oh God, I'm so depressed. So I was talking to some other people. No, no, that's every look. This is going around. It's like it's like a couple of weeks. You're just like dragging, no matter what you yeah, do. Yeah, I think that is. And then uh, I have to say, I can't speak for New York, but you know, as I I will, as I've said many times before, and I will reiterate, we all owe a collective apology to Al Gore mm-hmm. as the climate not only continues uh, to not change, but mm-hmm. just get hotter. Yep. And winters <laughs> get shorter. Um, yep. I did not really have an allergy or sinus issue in my life until no. I was older. It doesn't <laughs> no. help that I'm living next door to a guy who's got a huge fucking oak tree. But, okay. uh, and it's, you know, bars <laughs> yes. covered in green. Yes. And then I've got some batshit uh, lady that lives across the street that thinks she's, you know, fucking Snow White or Cinderella. And she's certainly animated, but has mm-hmm. no discerning resemblance to those characters otherwise. Um, but she uh, thinks that every morning it's her duty to go out and feed, uh, you know, fucking seagulls and <laughs> hawks and fucking squirrels. And and here's the thing. I am a pacifist. I uh, am also, uh, you know, liberal. I'm also a greenie. I'm also, I've got a, own a dog, love animals. But there is also just... Uh, she doesn't see that it's an issue that, you know, she feeds them these fucking peanuts. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting brave. Like, they don't fucking run away. 
Yeah. And then they just and then they just tear up the entire lawn. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude. Like if this and you can't say it's you know, well that's nature. It's not nature because nature doesn't have, you know, some, you know, indulgent uh, old woman that's got nothing better to do with her time <laughs> but thinks that she's uh fucking uh uh toppins for the birds. Yes. So uh she's feeding like seagulls and things like that. Who are not who, yes, are not, you know, you know, who are not known uh, for their delicacy of touch. The birds more pains for my ass. Yeah. So not nearly known for their for the seagulls are not known for their delicacy of touch. About no, it's things. not just that. But then we have uh, uh, not hawks, but uh, oh shit, I can't think of the name of them. But it'll come back to me. Um, but I mean, uh, uh, but predatory birds that are coming through there, and you know, like I've had, I found just you know half-eaten fish or you know other creatures just falling into my driveway. <laughs> Well, I'm like, holy shit. It's raining, it's raining fish. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's happening, God? It's raining fish that look half gnawed. Yeah. That must be God. Yeah, it could be the seagulls. They're just like, oh, ah, No, no, it. not the seagulls. And you know what? That is probably one of the best jokes that, uh, and Pixar has been clever, although not in the last couple of years, I don't think, particularly. But uh, that aside... Uh, probably one of the most clever jokes they ever had was the uh, seagulls in uh, Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. whose only word they speak is me. Or, excuse me, not me, mine. Oh, okay. So mine, yeah. mine, 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 mm. mine, mine. And that's very... It really does uh, not only give the impression of what a seagull sounds like, but pretty much how you feel what they're saying, because yes. they're assholes. Yes. They are flying <laughs> rodents. <laughs> Well, you know, coming from the land of the pigeon, which is, oh, yeah, is yeah, properly known yeah. as the rat with wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the city pigeon. It really is. Like, and, you know, I I don't know. Oh, well. Oh, well. Mike Tyson used to have a pigeon collection. That was yeah. what was the showcases humanity. Yeah. And then he was showing some Japanese pilks back in the 90s. Yeah. He's like, I just want to show you how I can how I can do this with the pigeon. And he goes out there and he grabs a pigeon and he, like, just snaps its fucking head. <laughs> Like oh, <laughs> just... yes, yes. It shows. I, I feel my... a lot of the uh, same eye rolls that the prime minister or the president of Japan—I don't know what they have—was giving Trump. Yes. Oh God. I like uh, that. As I sound superior, I don't even know what to call their leader. Yes. So anyway, but uh, what's kind of just—I mean, I'm like one of the depressing things about today was the because the fact that Trump did not actually end his speech the way Mike Tyson ended his little little thing by, yes, by killing yes, a pigeon. The bar is so low. The, the bar yeah, because is, he got the, through it like a... Because he adult. did not vomit on himself. Was, oh, he's so presidential. Yeah, oh, fucking bastards. Yeah, yeah. goddamn ass kissers. I mean, Jesus Christ. That man's yeah. a menace. And all you want to do is lick his... Tell, tell everybody on the planet how much his forts smell like flowers. And yeah. I have just appalled i am yeah. utterly utterly appalled at this that, that is grotesque i mean not just bad it's grotesque oh i, I mean, agree simply and and not only that okay and then and what he i mean not only that okay he you know then he sort of uses that poor woman whose husband got killed in that raid as an you know as a pony to stand with him to get applause and he's like you know, basking in this applause that they're giving to this poor woman who's like, Jesus, you know, who's who would be alive if Trump had the sense God gave a rabbit and didn't order that goddamn attack? Uh, because I mean, Obama said, no, just that's just not good. We're not, we're not, we're not ready on this. This just too much uncertainty on this particular this mission. We don't want to buzz. So Trump, in order to prove that he has like balls of steel, orders right. this thing. 
Um, God knows and then how, takes no blame. Takes no, no, no and, not even blame. It doesn't even take. It takes no real responsibility. That's I mean, and no that, culpability for no it. No culpability. That is, I mean, which you know what? For all the people that said he was uh, sounded presidential, well then you know that is the least presidential thing you that, could say. That, yeah, like because what? The buck stops here, as Harry Truman said. The buck. Uh, the buck. I mean, oh, wait, I, there's another Democrat that won a war. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and here's the. I mean, I was just like, I was, I was, I was, I was unsure to be perfectly honest whether or not to actually go to Amazon and just arrange to, you know, mail the plaque that says the buck stops here to Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, by the way, you know that that uh, that that's my point though is that I don't understand why how the Republicans are the party of like we we know about you know uh, military tactics and and how to win wars. When in the 20th century and into the 21st, the presidents that have actually successfully, uh, by and large, uh, completed these missions, you know, you've got Woodrow Wilson what, with World War One, you've got uh, FDR and Truman, World War Two, then you have Eisenhower starts off uh, nom, mm-hmm. you have uh, Republican, yeah, you have uh, Kennedy finally comes to his senses is going to uh, start to pull out, and or at least Robert. Started. And get shot. And, uh, what a surprise that is! Uh, <laughs> right. And look who elongated it. A Democrat? Nope. Nixon. Nixon. That fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You got Reagan, who basically beat the Soviets or took all the credit for it, uh, basically by just bankrupting them, but mm-hmm. then causing our economy to continue to have, uh, you know, a shit turmoil. And and, um, and, then and planting this, planting the seeds with a Bush. Like no one talks about, like if Bush was going to protect the country, where was he on nine eleven? No, well, no, no. That did that happened during Obama's administration. That was apparently yeah. that was like. By ah. the way, Gaddafi and uh, Osama bin Laden were caught under whose administration? Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way. Yeah. So, but so I it was rep. It is I cannot say how reprehensible I found that conduct. I mean, absolutely, Jesus H Christ! You play, you know, you 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 there and strutting around getting the salutes of Marines. You know, you take, res- dude. This is your your responsibility. As you- as a as a veteran, I can tell you, I too find it offensive. And not only that, but here's the other part that's offensive about it. Or, well, you hit the key word there, play. All of this comes across like a really shitty uh, telenovela of uh, how the rich blowhard became president for. Yeah. So, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it's almost like a. It would be funny if it wasn't so we're in a, terrifying. To, to go in my territory, we're in a badly scripted movie right now. You know, yeah. it's like carry on, Mr. President, or something like that. So like a yeah. yeah, really, it's really the, not that far off. The British force yeah. about an insane president. You know, so anyway, but anyway, yeah, that's like ah, oh, God. So it's just like so, and I mean, I am just I am up to a I really am honestly up to a thousand. About well, I mean, Trump is just but the sycophantic bullshit that came yeah. out of the newspaper and the newspeople after Trump didn't manage to drool on himself or start, you know, calling, you know, Stacey is a whole. Did you see what Don Stewart said on Colbert? No, I did not see that. Essentially, I, I, what he said was is that the media has all been so upset about being kicked out of the, uh, you know, the the White House press, right? Right. Or that certain uh, organizations have been. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not not been invited. Yeah, it's like an, to, cer- yeah. to certain events, which yeah, like, yeah, normally they would be, they'd be extended that, you know, as Obama did with the, you know, with Fox News. Mm-hmm. However, having said that, what he said was, is this is a good thing 
because this should now get you to do your fucking jobs. Oh, no. Oh, you no, know, no, no, no. Instead of being no. like the jilted girlfriend, you know, and then the way that he posed it, you'll like this, Bob, is that, you know, when everyone that sees a shitty relationship like, oh, honey, we knew he was an asshole for months. We were just waiting <laughs> for you to realize that they're like a scorned lover that needs to just, you know, this is a good thing that now maybe they can, you know, oh, how they no. got their groove back. Oh, God, no, no, they want to be with the cool kids. Oh, God, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's goddamn pathetic. It really is. I am just, uh, ah. How do you really feel about it? Oh, well, you know, how I really feel about it is that, oh, I just can tell. I'm here, I mean, you know, I I want, I just, I want to, like, pack, you know, the other thing I want to do is, like, pack up a little, you know, basically send a little postcard to each of these guys and say, you know, quote H, you know, give them a quote of H.L. Mencken, who said the the proper the proper position for a newspaper reporter to look upon a politician is down. Yeah. And, yeah, they're the fourth estate. There's a reason it's in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to be suck-ups. That's yeah. not your fucking job. There's plenty Listen. of people that are going to be suck-ups for, for money. You know, you're you're getting paid by other people to suck up to the president. The president has got enough money to f- get people to suck up for him anyway. Right. Jeez. Well, here, the other part is this, is that if George W. Bush is the voice of sanity... Yeah, we've got Google. He's the one saying that, you know, that's the whole point of having a free press is that, you know, that they should be taking us to task. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there is something going on. There's in this something world. very wrong Boston here. Some cats living together, mass hysteria. And, of course, what about the Russians? <laughs> because yeah. I got to think here. I want to just ver- I just want to throw this very quickly because that's gotten buried in all this other stuff. But but the fact that they are so frantic to tamp down any any story whatsoever involving Trump and the Trump people and the connection with the Russians. Now, here's the thing I was thinking. They were they're pretty hysterical about this and being pretty goddamn clumsy about this. Now, there is Occam's razor where they're just simply stupid and they're just well, doing it badly. It's like the term, me thinks the lady does protest too much. too much. Yes. See, my question, here's the thing. Uh, right as of this moment right now, uh, Trump's got his, got his, you know, got his homeboy in there at the Department of Justice, they're not investigating jack shit. I mean, right. nothing. That's not happening. Nothing right. at all. I mean, that's not coming around. And then, of course, Congress, of course, they don't, they're not going to care if he bites the heads off of pigeons, uh, chickens in the, in the Oval Office and scampers around naked in the Rose Garden, you know, painting his balls as an Easter egg, saying, I'm the, I'm the bunny, as long as he signs the tax cuts. That's not, you know, so they're not doing anything. So here's the thing. What the hell is he afraid of them to finding out? Well, that, because, that's exactly it. And the other Jesus one is Christ, this. This is it much be- But this is, this is what he did for the last two fucking years of the campaign, is that he causes so much fucking chaos that by the time you lock into something, and, you know, before you can actually give it the due diligence to try to actually suss it out, he, you know, goes, he knows it's a 24-hour news cycle in the American public. Jesus, what was it? Less than a month after the election, and he goes, "That's an old story. Let's move on." Yeah. About the popular vote, which yeah. then he took credit for, you know, that yes, he won. If you take into account that uh, his uh, bullshit uh, theory yeah. that there was over three million uh, yeah. illegals voting. Well, I think he. Oh, the ones they found, it was uh, Trump voters that were <laughs> trying to see if there was illegal voting going on. Yeah. So he. Um... Actually, he's kind of like that. That whole commission that he was planning on that seems to have vanished, along with the plan to defeat ISIS. By the way, you'll well, notice that that's the plan to release his taxes. Mm-hmm. Which I, that, that's where I think it would become very interesting. 
And yeah, you want I, to talk about why you want to hide that. Well, I mean, you know, like Putin owns him. I mean, that's basically the, you know, or, the or, you know, somebody. Or the, the fact that he was supposed to release uh, any, uh, oh, what is it, uh, uh, have any ties to companies. His yeah. Companies that, you remember he said he, that was one of his campaign promises. And he lied. What a surprise yeah. that is. Anyway. Hey, at so, least the New York Times is calling him a liar now. Yeah. So like they're saying it on the front page. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you know, like, uh, you know, we just, I think, however, there was one thing. This is also Ash Wednesday, and this is the first day of Lent. And I've, I've heard, I've heard people actually, they're going to give up Donald Trump for Lent. Which I thought was kind of funny. And you mean give up what? Like you know, people that are like for him or against? Oh, him? just obsessing about him. For, oh, yeah. You know what though? But that's here's the thing. It's not that obsessing is wrong. It's just we. Here's where Obama used to get criticized, and it used to just burn my ass. And it has nothing to do with us or them or Trump or anything like that. I'm talking about even Democrats. Mm-hmm. Is that he had a power? Okay, this is going to be a weird tangent, but go with me. Okay, you know at the end of Casablanca, right? Gotcha. And uh, Rick says, uh, go with him, Elsa. Right? He mm-hmm. could have said, hey, come with me. Nazis, go get yeah. that guy. That's the guy you're looking for. Yeah. Right? Right. He was, he was the better person than I could be. And that's mm-hmm. the same way I felt about Obama, is that it's easy to get into a rage. And I say that as someone who has his own you know, anger issues himself. But I'm saying that... Even Democrats gave Obama, and I'm not saying it was perfect, but I'm just saying there was a studied, measured approach that didn't give you instant gratification, which everyone wants in this day and age, that actually was more long-term. And if you use that and you focus that and channel that, then we wouldn't get off, you know, uh, uh, off the Russia or yeah. Russian, you know, uh, um, in cahoots train so quickly. Yes. And I'm not sure if I'm putting that succinctly, but I think you get the point I'm making. Yes, yes, yes. And and that's what I miss with Obama is that there is no real statesman measured thoughtfulness that actually, even though you didn't get to have that instant gratification of like him punching someone out, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. But but there was a long term effect. Now, granted, this asshole is dismantling that with every stroke of his pen. And of everything, not only that, I fucking hated watching. I watched him on like uh, I saw some clip of him on uh, the one where he was uh, the one we were just talking about, where he wasn't taking any responsibility for mm-hmm. the the Yemen the raid, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what killed me about it was when you look at the White House now, and maybe I'm just seeing things, but everything looks like that gaudy fucking gold, like that oh, yeah. fake ass like flaky gold on well, all bullshit. Well, I mean, he does. He did have a he did have a decoration budget in the transition thing, so he's allowed to you know make it, you know whatever. So, add with that. <laughs> yes. Add yes. with that. the good news. Add with the good news. And we're going to stop for a moment. This I I I have been watching uh, Poltergeist two and three special mm. editions. Oh, okay. <laughs> with your favorite Julian Beck. <laughs> Let me in. Which, by the way, I did not realize how much of the creature designs in part two were done by H.R. Giger. Mm. Nor did I realize that Giger, one of the big reasons he did it was that he was a huge Julian Beck fan. <laughs> Which he, I believe he was the one that they used for the uh, old man on all the old anthrax. Uh, mm. It's either anthrax or uh, maybe it was Megadeth. Mm-hmm. But one of the ones that they always had the old man. Um, yeah. They, I think... I think well, Megadeth had no. I think it was 
uh, it must have been Anthrax because Megadeth had like this guy with like this weird uh, metal thing straped to his yeah, head, yeah, like no, a skeleton. That's not bad. No, Julian Beck was on. Uh, God, I can't remember. It was one of the. Maybe it was uh, uh, Megadeth. But yeah. nevertheless, if you um, he he was uh, also a big um, one of the first to import plays of Bertolt Brecht and John Cocteau, uh, as well as a modernist poet such as T. S. Eliot and Gertrude mm-hmm. Stein. But he was part of the uh, company. Um, what did he create? What was it called? Um, the Theater of Cruelty. Like ah not, yes. That, that, let me rephrase. He embraced the theater of cruelty. Cruelty, yes. And it was uh, he co-founded the Living Theater in 1947. Mm. Yeah. And um, one of their most controversial works was Paradise Now, a free-formed announcement of American life that involved nudity and audience participation. Mm. <laughs> and but did not really become uh, that. Um, I think I think it's time for a revival of that particular work. I suppose. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. I, but when you, but there but his face just can't be. It's just so creepy. <laughs> without like the only time I've ever felt that way without like real makeup mm-hmm. was when uh, oh shit when I saw um uh, what a Batman uh, mm-hmm. um who am I thinking of uh, who played Batman in uh, Batman Begins um, British actor Christian Bale yeah when he lost all the weight for the Machinist mm-hmm. and he was down to like ninety pounds on that like six foot frame yeah it, it is, is like terrifying to mm. see. Which was funny because then he had to try to put on muscle weight so fast for Batman that yeah. he went overboard. Yeah, so he's like, I and they can't move. Calling him Batman. I can't, I, I can't scratch the back of my neck. Could someone help me with that? <laughs> uh, which, and I got to tell you one other thing. I thought you would uh, uh, appreciate uh, two things. One is in Polter, he died during the making of Poltergeist Two. Mm. But so in Poltergeist Three, they're using uh, some other. I think it was like a dentist from New York. <laughs> they kind of had a similar look, but then they used Dick Smith prosthetics to try to make them from the death mask of Julian mm. you know, Beck to try to look like It does not look like him. That mm. being said, I thought you would appreciate this. The 30-strong living theater troupe was amongst the most bold and innovative of the theatrical avant-garde that revolutionized stage performance during the 60s. In addition to nudity and directly accosting and challenging the audience, living theater performances included rituals of love, affirmation, nonviolence, and communality drawn from various mystical and contemporary sources, including Artaud and the Kabbalah. Cast mm. members also frequently, if not continuously, used narcotics and other drugs, such as LSD, even during performances. <laughs> Julian Beck and the other members of the Living Theater frequently tripped together and often performed while high on LSD. <laughs> ah, an open yeah. carriage. There's a shocker. Yeah, what a surprise that was. Yes. I, I, I was thinking he was more square than that. No, no. Okay. All right. All right then. Well, I'm going to like stop this for a moment, and we'll when we get when we get back, we'll be talking about the some of the upcoming trailers that have just been released and yes, uh, yeah, our reactions. Some stuff came out, so we'll be yes, right. So, don't touch that dial. There you are. Come on, old boy. I won't let them hurt you. I won't let them hurt you. Take the goat. Take the goat. Yes, we are back. We are back. The uh, this is basically. We're gonna we're borrowing from Bob and Ray. This is going to be this segment is brought to you by Mushies, the cereal that gets soggy without milk or cream. Uh, I with, thought that's what you get when you get you know past a certain age, <laughs> man. Yes, that too. Uh, I anyway, can only give you my mushy. Yeah, yes, I can only give you my mushy. So, um, I noticed that there was a spate of trailers that came out, including Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was. Uh, 
I thought I enjoyed. Uh, did you? See and it? I love the fact that uh, each one is giving a hint of some of the music that'll be on mix too. Yeah, the the was Fleetwood uh, Mac. Mac, which I yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Fleetwood Mac, but Jesus, that worked perfectly. I, I <laughs> it's like I also know. yeah that trailer like James Gunn has just found his groove. Mm. He's found that perfect balance of having raucous kind of uh, fun loving. You know, shoot from the hip action. It's like it's a movie of all Han Solos. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. and and you just the, the internal. It's when uh, when Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, was at its peak. Mm. You just really love these characters. Yeah. So then you take that love and joyous kind of a yeah. a serialization of following these people you love, and then put it in such a huge spectacle. Also, I love the fact that I love Kurt Russell finally showing up at the end as Ego, yeah. the Living Planet, in yeah. his uh, you know human form. Yeah. But if you look at the poster, I also love the fact that it says uh, right before and Kurt Russell with mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Tango and Cash. Stallone is in this. What is it? Sir. Holy moly! Hey, I'll send you the poster. The new poster is fucking awesome. It's I... like the best Marvel poster they've had. It's nothing that they've done that's like overwhelming but it's the first one that it's still that kind of bullshit modern age of uh, photoshopping mm-hmm. but uh, trying to look like the height of uh, more of a classic uh, the, uh, the, the great posters of uh, the you know the 80s where it was um, who am I thinking of I'll think of the guy in a second yeah. it's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorites I just can't remember him yeah <laughs> but uh, did you ever see the movie The Mist um, I don't think no I don't think so no it was like that's the like kind Drew of like Struzan the, is who I was thinking of, yeah. and if you see the movie The Mist, uh, Frank Darabont, who's a huge Drew Struzan fan, mm-hmm. uh, that character in that makes movie posters and is kind of based off of him. Mm, but you okay. know Drew Struzan; he did like the the Indiana Jones posters and the, mm. some of the Star Wars ones. You know, yeah, it, it was real artistry. Well, I I I love you know I you know if you've ever seen my apartment, you know I am just absolutely mad for movie posters. I mean, I've got. You know, a bunch of them all over the. You know, in, instead of like real, my my sister came. Are you going to put anything like adult up on your walls? I'm going. No, not really. No. No. Because uh, no. I got Godzilla poster. I got like bat. You know, it is I, adult if yeah, the adult uh, is uh, severely damaged. Oh, well, I mean, I got I got I mean, I got things from Metropolis. Uh, a, a a like a not so much posters. I got the little lobby card things like from Metropolis and uh, the Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman and Capital of like, Calgary and things like that. So it's like, you know, like, yeah. I, I, Which, by the way, did you know they made a new version of Cabinet of Dr. Calgary? When did they do that? And why did I they do know, that? I don't know. Why in heaven? They say that is because I know they're talking about doing a new one of Nosferatu. That but, would... uh, it, but this one starred uh, Doug Jones. Mm. They, the, did do a, they did actually do a remake of Nosferatu. I think they had Klaus Kaczynski playing it. Oh, no, that that is true. No, that one, is, that's a big one, because that's the one from uh, oh, uh, Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yes, so it's like, but uh, yeah, so no, I hadn't, I had not, I had not. Uh, no, right, now I, I, I got to look up, you know, like I mean, the camera, the got there's nothing. I mean, like it was, it was a breakthrough for 1916 or was 821 or whatever the hell it was. It wasn't, you know, much of a, uh, it was, you know, it was just, you know, if you see it now, you're gonna, you have to really get it graded on a curve because it's like. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, this the, there is a remake. It came out in two thousand five. It is on YouTube, and oh, okay. it does have Doug Jones. Oh, okay, 
Okay. Well, I guess which, is, uh, which, which, by the way, I will say this: the German expressionism, though, yeah, really, uh, Tim Burton just basically, mm. yeah, he sort of inject, oh. he sort of injected yeah. it, it out into his marrow, you know, basically into his yeah. own marrow. Yeah, so I mean, like, any of those like the old Bertolt Brecht plays, and oh. then you see like from the stage, and then the German expressionism come to life in the films. Oh, and just the yeah, that's sort of like the lighting and the use of dramatic well, lighting and all. Everything is crooked. Nothing seems like it could actually stand uh, correctly. You yeah. know, like there's all like those kind of spiraling circles and you know mm. all the kind of oh, dark yeah. and shadows and uh, yeah. very um, the what am I thinking of the, the the very distinct in the black and white in the uh, mm. etching coloring yeah. and shadowing. Yeah. So, so I uh, saw so that uh, apparently there is a another Pirates of the Caribbean coming out at some point. There's ghost sharks in it, apparently. So I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think that's about right. That's about right. Um, there's also uh, another Aliens Covenant whatever the hell it is thing coming out. Or, um, yes, Alien Covenant. Which, yeah. uh, I, you know, which, by the way, did you watch the little uh, prequel or the, the prelude that they put out? Hmm. It is. It's about five minutes, but it's actually pretty clever. I don't know if they're going to have it in the film, but it's the crew getting together, and of mm. course, with the thirty plus years of you know alien lore, yeah. Um, they, as uh, one of the people during their eating, you know, uh, Last Supper, starts choking, very reminiscent of John Hurt. Yes. And uh, then, as you think, oh, it's alien, the the android from the last one. Oh, okay. Played by Michael Fassbender comes up and does like a karate chop to her back and she spits out her food. <laughs> Very. I, I mean it was just it was just kind of a funny take mm. on it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds interesting. Okay. But so uh there's that and there is also um what else did I just see a trailer for? There was something else uh Man, there's so much shit coming out. Right. Uh, there is actually a new uh, bit from Ghost in the Shell, which I am rapidly losing any interest in. I just am... Now, is that because... That, now, not because of the whitewashing, I'm guessing. No, just... not really. At this point, not with the whitewashing, because they're what they've done now, what they've done now, is they have the scene where, where apparently they have the Major waking up and like... Why can't I move my body? What you know, like she's apparently the idea that there's a terrible accident and she has been transported into this cyborg body. Now, in every and okay, I mean it's not you know there's this. I mean you, you don't want to say like canon about right. that kind of thing, but you do actually want to have a little consistency of character. And well, one of they, the aren't they basing it some off of the uh, like a graphic novel? Some of the mag, some of the maga that is going on. I mean, like there's the a little bit. There's something else that they yeah. that a character like the character that they were showing that seemed like the baddie mm-hmm. was you know was not in the original. Yeah, so um, it's my memory is hazy. It's been a long time. I last yeah. time I watched that, I think I was in middle school. Yeah. So um, it's it what the, the thing is one of the one of the things that is consistent throughout the entire throughout the entire um, throughout the entire versions of the, the various versions and, and and permutations of the ghost in the shell is the major is perfectly comfortable in the cyborg body. I mean that's not a problem. The problem well, is if that, how if that body happened to be 
Scarlett Johansson's. I I would I I would I would I, I would be I, comfortable I, in that body. To to quote Butthead, I'd never leave the house. So yeah. I would. Yeah. So, Although but, I think I don't know if that was that. You know who else said that joke? What? With, with Steve Martin, who said I, I could never be a woman. I would just stay at home and play with my breast. <laughs> so, I I it's she's you know and it's not you know this is it, like this you know she's by the way you're you're pulling a Madeline Kahn from uh, from mm-hmm. Clue what where which is like, because I was so flames were. Flames, oh, like you're just like I'm. I'm, I'm words. So and I'm just not. And you know, and she's. Uh, see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess I get you're a little so bit flustered. Can- you're not finishing. I'm not finishing not- my sentences because my my thought process has become a little bit just disorganized here. But it's just that her character has always been like this. Is you know she has long since fully accepted that she's a cy- you know she's in a cyborg body her her main goal and her main long-term arc is in all of the stories has always been how do i maintain my humanity in this body it's not about being trapped in this body it's about dealing with being in this body and remaining you know her ghost as it were you know right right well now, and here's the thing i am not defending this because i don't really have a, a dog in the fight you know mm-hmm. what i mean like to You're me right. it all just comes across like Especially with Blade Runner uh, sequel coming out mm-hmm. in 2049, it's just uh, like everything in Hollywood. It's like the two meteor films coming out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like the two uh, Robin Hoods. But that aside, um, I will say this, just on a more uh, generic, general level, mm-hmm. I do give them that kind of uh, got to have that leeway that they're they can't do what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to do what it was. Like there right. are there are certain elements, but they you know they need to have some freedom to try to True. create their own film. And I'm not saying that it could just be what they created is shit. Yeah, you well, I, 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 this is the, this is the impression I'm getting. I, I, I uh, it's it's kind of coming along. It's it's coming across a little bit more like RoboCop with tits, and I'm really not happy with it. <laughs> I saw that on the, the, the post at a hotel, and someone said. Would you like to order RoboCop? Sign <laughs> me up. I am. Okay. From the guy that had me fucking put my peepers on Dr. Goldface or whatever the fuck that was. Did you see that? I saw enough of it. We shall talk about that. We shall yeah, talk of that. We yeah, shall talk of that later. A little taste of what's to come. <laughs> we shall talk of that later. But that was my. Yes. That was my. And apparently, actually, Zach uh, Zach Snyder is about busily wrecking yet another DC film. Uh, he's uh, he's hard at work on Justice League, and there's a little glimpse of uh, Aquaman underwater. Uh, was let out somewhere. Oh, was so. I didn't even see that yet. I, yeah. I, I will say this. I, you know what? I, I I was not a fan of uh, you know, and in the same way, I played devil's advocate with uh, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. It was shit, and I was happy to say it was shit. Not happy to, but mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to sit there and defend it. I just meant like until I saw it, right? Right. Um, that aside, I have to say, I don't know, uh, you know, so far their track record is not great, mm-hmm. but I will say the shot in the Justice League promo trailer from Comic-Con, mm-hmm. uh, where Aquaman is yep. just being engulfed by that wave, mm-hmm. that is about the most badass I've ever seen Aquaman. True. 
Well, other than in the comic where you see him with the big fucking hook and shit, you know. What yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I never really read Aquaman comics to begin with, so I didn't. No get one, it. no one really did. I mean, it's like yeah, he's, yeah, even he's, Aquaman didn't read them. He's but, he's right up there, right up there with Hawkman. It's yeah. like it's only as unless you mean uh, the Hawk from Buck Rogers, because I would uh, read that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> God. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, that that yes. So with that, the, with that, with that helmet. Yeah, with that, that helmet. Helmet. How does uh, the, 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 I bet you Bill Gerard fucking terrorize that guy every day. It's like <laughs> I'm getting pussy, Birdman. <laughs> I mean, the expression on his face. I I, re, I remember the expression on his face. In you know, he's supposed to be sort of like you know their version of the Native American uh, stoic kind of. Yes, you no. Know, you know what it looked like? It looked like Alan Rickman. <laughs> In fucking Galaxy Quest. Yes, but, my but, Thor's hammer. Yes, but I, the expression in his eyes. Uh, from I'm just I'm seeing him now. It, oddly like, enough, I remember seeing it because it's a ridiculously memorable yes. thing. The expression in his eyes is always this is paying the rent. This is you know what it is. The rent. It, it, I said Alec Rickman, and I did mean that, but it, it's more of it's uh, it's sideshow Bob of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's paying the, the rent. Humiliation of like I was a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> it's paying the rent. I, it's paying I always liked the it rent. in the Cape Fear, the Cape Fear parody. Parody is one of the greatest Simpsons ever. <laughs> but I loved it when uh, Bart, in order to stall for time uh, before he kills the entire family, goes, "Do you have any last request? You know, Master Simpson. <laughs> you know, he's like." <laughs> um, I would like to hear the entire rendition by you of what is it? Uh, Oh, what what is the uh, oh, sorry, uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh what Pirates of Penzance? Yes. <laughs> or it's either that one or the one with the uh, uh the, the Mikado. <laughs> oh, uh yeah. Mikado, which is actually the Mikado. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but it was one of those, but of course he's like Oh well, if you insist, <laughs> like of course three hours <laughs> later when he needs to go. But that's almost as good as when he's like on trial and they go well, let me ask you this, Mr. Sideshow Bob. If you don't have a problem with Bart Simpson, why did you get this tattoo on your chest? And he, they reveal his chest, and it says, Die, Bart, die. And the jury's like, <gasps> and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. That's German. It's D, Bart, D. It's the, Bart, the. Ah, well, anyone who's German can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would yes. like, just like that, that they completely go like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's almost up there. One more tangent for you, Bob. This is still right. my favorite. I apologize. In Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, when uh, John Candy is uh, driving and they're going down the wrong lane, like the one-way mm. road, or they, they, you know, going down a one-way road, and the mm. other car is trying to tell them, you're going the wrong way, right? Mm. And Steve yes. Martin and Hayes is kind of waking up, and uh, John Candy goes, uh, he's like, what did they say? They said we're going the wrong way. And he goes, how do they know where we're going? And Steve Martin kind of looks for a second, and he goes, yeah, yeah, how do they know? <laughs> how many times have you been in that situation where you probably shouldn't trust the moron? No. <laughs> but you just, like, there's some sort of fucked up, you know, basic logic to it. They're like, yeah, yeah, how do don't, they know? Don't trust the moron. By the way, actually, I looked up Thon Christopher, the gentleman who played Hawk, and he seems to have continued, managed to continue his career. Uh, he's been, uh, like, he was on One Life to Live for about 10, 15 years. Uh, uh Bill Gerard. 
and gui- guiding light, and actually he was in a murder she wrote. So he's like a television. He's probably mostly. just a New York stage actor. Yeah, he's probably that. Yeah, so he's like, um, oh, let's see, he's in. So he what was born ni- born in nineteen nineteen forty. So he's yeah. like loving blood and wine, the edge of night, and he actually was an edge of night. Oh, and, blood and wine, that, yeah. blood and wine. That's the uh, the one with the Nicholson and uh, uh, Michael Caine, right? I believe so. I can let me just take a look, make sure. Yeah, that that's a you know it's funny. I'm glad you said that because that's a film I've been wanting to watch again. It's yeah. Bob Rachelson, I believe. Yeah, a man who has failed as a father and husband commits a heist to make money for his fledging business, but things become complicated when his wife interferes. <laughs> so right. Yeah, and it's got a uh, young uh, Jennifer Lopez and uh, I think Michael Caine and uh, and Nicholson, but and uh, Michael Caine just plays like a, a guy dying of like a. Cancer, while you know, mm. continuing to smoke, that kind of character. Yeah. But it's uh, it's the last good film Bob Rafelson did of uh, five easy pieces. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So we just uh, we kind of like got to a little bit. Uh, is there anything else in pop culture that you wanted to talk about before Let's see. we? Uh, well, what do you think about the new Star Trek series coming out? Uh, I, I I don't know a thing about it to be honest. I absolutely not a thing. Uh, the only uh, thing that the only thing that bums me out about it is is that the guy who was going to be the showrunner. Mm-hmm. And I really do genuinely believe that he just uh, didn't have the uh, the ability to stick uh, stick on or stay aboard because he's always mm-hmm. so many projects going. But it's the same guy who was behind, um, I believe, Pushing Daisies. Brian Fuller is his mm-hmm. name. But Brian Fuller, let me tell you, and and he had written for uh, Next Generation as well. But he was a show. He was a creator and showrunner. Um, Dead like me. Pushing mm-hmm. pieces. Uh, then he did um, Hannibal for mm-hmm. uh, uh, three seasons, which was just amazing. And then he was going to do uh, have two plates in the air and try to be showrunner on both Star Trek Discovery and American mm-hmm. Gods, where they're finally, which I've heard is supposed to be amazing. That's mm-hmm. going to be a ten episode series on stars based off it, of the Neil Gaiman. Okay. I was just about to ask if it was based on the novel or not, which is yeah. And you know who you want know, to hear some of the cast? Sure, I loved it. Insane. I, yeah. Pardon? Ian McShane. Okay. Uh, Cloris Leachman. Okay. Peter Stormare. Crispin Glover. Mm. Orlando Jones. Uh, this is a taste of some of the gods. Corbin yeah. Burnson as mm-hmm. Vulcan. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I didn't even know that. Jeremy Davis is playing... Uh, Jeremy Davies is playing Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, that, that, that fits. This is going to... Sc- it's some good names, but he, he co-created this series, uh, Discovery... And the plot's unknown, but we do know that it will not be from... There will be a captain, but it's going to take more of, like, if the show was from the perspective of, uh, like, okay. uh, Riker, right? Okay, rather Riker. than... And that's going to be played by this uh, beautiful African-American woman who was on the show uh, Walking Dead currently. Mm. But also got Doug Jones again, playing some alien creature, Anthony Rapp. And uh, Michelle Yeoh is going to okay. be playing uh, the captain. All right. So I mean, it, it it should be pretty pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Pretty awesome, yes. Certainly does sound uh, that. And what will be interesting here's where pop culture can come in here is this: CBS is the only one that has really not been on uh, Hulu or Netflix, right? Right. And what they're banking on is they've created CBS All Access, mm-hmm. and not only will can you not really see their shows unless it's been about you know five years since you know like. Or at least two seasons passed, right? Right. Or right. Netflix, right? But what they're trying to do is creating content specifically for this CBS All Access, and they're mm-hmm. first going with uh, 
old ladies. Uh, I say old ladies, but I like the show The Good Wife. But they were having spin off The Good Life with Christine Baranski, which they showed premiered the first episode, the pilot episode on CBS, and the rest of the series will only be available on CBS Access. Mm-hmm. Then their next show will be towards the nerds, which is Star Trek Discovery. Okay. So, could be interesting. Oh, and I forgot, there is one other trailer we forgot to talk about. Oh. The, the final trailer for Kong Skull Island. Oh, I did that. I did not. I, I mean, I've only seen the one that was like the... Let me tell the, you, uh, you got to see it because the, the way that they edit it with the music, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see. Okay. And it, 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 I, I'll say this. I was already prepped to go see it, but holy shit, that trailer <laughs> is... We'll just pump you up. <laughs> okay. Kong. <laughs> so all right then well we're going to leave you that with with the idea of kong i'm going to go uh we're going to go make sure that this is being recorded i'll just pound my chest for can a few i ask moments. one question before you go sure where is kong dong who's kong dong in all of the movies <laughs> you never see a fucking flopping ape cock just... well actually they're not compared to the size of the beast they're not actually that big is that what is that what men tell themselves to feel that's better? That's what that's what men tell themselves to be feel better. But actually, their 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 penises are not anywhere nearly as huge as we would like to imagine they are. Uh-huh. Uh, still, on the other hand, an ape so the size tell, of if you tell your lady I got a dick like King Kong, she's like, oh, it's your, you, oh god, oh ho, oh, it's fun sized. So anyway, call that the Trump. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but it's. Right. Uh, but I think, of course, on the other hand, one would think with an ape the size of a house, you might notice it. Right. Uh, <laughs> and as we all ponder, uh, uh, as, as we all talk, we'll take a break. Hey, right. You left the road right here. Watch out for snakes. Yes. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. That last. That last portion was brought to you by Trojans. We've got something for everyone, including King Kong. That's uh, right. When I, <laughs> when I say Trojan, I mean he, he, my dick looks healthy. Yes. <laughs> however. However, you right. Don't know what's escaped into you. Yes. <laughs> my dick is the Trojan horse. horse. My dick is the Trojan horse. So, anyway. Um, How could something that healthy spew out something that green. Yes, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Unless you're Kermit, it shouldn't be that color. No, it shouldn't. I don't even think in the case of Kermit. You, Bob. Yeah. What is green and slimy? It smells like pork. Um, Kermit the Frog's fingers. Oh, right. hey Oh, God. <laughs> right. And with that, let's move on to Bill Paxton's dying. Stitch. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Game God. over, man. Game over. Jeez, that was. A, I, it, I think everyone thought that. I, it, everyone was. Everyone thought that, and then was instantly embarrassed. But yeah, yeah. I, no, but you know what? No, here's the thing. You shouldn't be because he improved that line. Really? That, okay, yeah. okay, you know, just okay. It certainly wasn't Cameron. <laughs> Cameron is not a good writer. <laughs> However, yeah, but I mean, I'm just talking about, but that 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 frenetic quality that he had, uh, mm-hmm. especially you know, the first time I remember him sticking out in my head was as Chet, as the, the asshole brother in uh, Weird Science. Right. I love the line. He's like, "You two donkey dicks couldn't get laid in a morgue." <laughs> Which, if you get the chance, he uh, he happened to do uh, WTF before he passed. Oh, okay. And uh, it was very, very funny. He was saying a lot of the lines he used as Chet was shit that his dad would say to him and his brothers. 
But I mean, by all accounts, everything I've read and heard about uh, from you know people that I've known, you know, that have worked out there, um, he was just a great dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not to mention, and also, I think he was a hell of a writer and director. I mean, uh, yeah. maybe not a writer, but uh, as a director at least, I can't remember if he did any of the writing on it. But he directed uh, one. He directed a couple of films, but the one his his debut was Frailty, mm-hmm. which uh, not only was it just a uh, great piece of directing, but he gave just a fucking astonishing performance and got a great before the reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. He actually really, you know, got a performance out of McConaughey. Mm. People like before we recognize, oh, he is a good actor. Oh, he. If you, if you haven't seen Frailty, I don't know if you've seen it or not. No, I have not. No, this, if you ever on. get a chance to watch Frailty, look it up. He directed it because mm-hmm. no one else would make it. And it's about a guy at a police station telling this story. It's McConaughey in the past, which I remember because it was around the same time Lone Star came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, another great film, John Sayles. Um, but this film, uh, basically, his father believes he is speaking to God, and mm-hmm. the men that he is killing out in the shed in front of his kids are demons. Okay. And it's... You got to see it. I won't say any more than that, but it is just a great fucking like a thriller. And and Bill Paxton plays the father in the flashback. Okay. Yeah, so. and he thinks he is the hand of God mm. there to smite and yes. to get rid of those uh, you know evil people on the planet. Mm. And uh, it, it's not exactly how you think it's going to be. Okay. Uh, that aside, um, yeah. yeah, between uh, shit, dude, even in films that probably shouldn't be that great, like in True Lies, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I there's I heard someone say this, and I thought it was great. They said uh, uh, he blew Tom Arnold out of the water, who blew Arnold Schwarzenegger out of the water. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which, which, I mean, just that he's like, oh, don't kill me, man. I, I, got, a, I got a small dick. Tiny, it's pathetic. <laughs> you know, like, like, he's great at putting the sleaze, and then it just like the sleazy coward. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Game over, yeah, man. Game over. Like he's just playing like just the shit heel. It's like, oh, that baby loves to purr. She's got the greatest little ass. Like just talking shit, and then yeah. when, when he really gets like his nuts in a binder, he's just like, oh man, like he completely cowers. And that was those great aliens. Also, I love it. He's like, well, why don't you put her in charge, man? Yeah. Cause she, I mean, because he was, he was like one of the most. He really did before they went down. He was like one of the more macho of the assholes. There is like, well, you know, kind um, of, yeah. But but what was so great was that then he was always that, that and, and he was the one that gets his heart ripped out in the first Terminator, right? Um, a punk rocker. Oh he yeah, had the blue hair. I believe, really okay. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, because he has the distinction of being killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. Because he was in Predator too. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. He also, uh, uh, it's like that. It's now it's like the EGOT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got the APT, mm-hmm. um, the APT, if you've been killed by an alien predator and Terminator. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, not only that, but uh, the other part of it uh, was when it, it, what, what astonished me more was when he became a respectable leading man. It's <laughs> yeah. like Apollo 13, and then yeah. Twister was the one that distinguished yeah. him solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, and then on TV, he had big love for yeah. five years. For five years. He also apparently was on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a bit. On, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And and also in a fucking, uh, uh, yeah, he was great. I mean, it was a, it, that was when Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, it's gotten better. It's not great. It's gotten better. But the, he was a highlight in the beginning years. But I was going to mm-hmm. say the other one was um, 
Shit, what, what is that? Well, there's Hatfields and McCoys. I'm just going to say one other one, and I can't remember. Uh, anyway, it would be uh, – it is Hatfield and McCoys. He was in that. And yeah, with that Kevin Costner, which was okay. Yeah, sorry, oh, Tex- Tombstone. Yeah, Tombstone. He was in Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He played, Everybody uh, with a big mustache. Everybody, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like – can can we can we recognize? I don't recognize any of you people. You've all got these huge mustaches, except for Sam Elliott, who's basically I think was born with that mustache on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is freaky when you see him without it, and I have seen him without it, and it, it just it, 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 it he's a handsome dude. It's not bad, but it's just like and you know what really I think cemented that was once again the Cohen brothers. Mm, with the you uh, know I mean. I you kind of thought about Sam. Uh, uh, oh shit! Now his name just. Uh, Sam Elliott that way, right. mm-hmm. but then, uh, but then once you watched uh, Big Lebowski, yeah, yeah he's just... like, oh god, he's just so fucking good. <laughs> I mean, but that, but that cemented in your mind and everyone's mind as that film became that cult film. He mm-hmm. is ever the cowboy, right? Because I mean, he doesn't have a name; it's just the guy that's the narrator, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up Lebowski now because I want to see a quote by him, but. But Bill Paxton, I heard that he had scarlet fever as a kid, which they think may have caused enough damage to his heart. Yeah, he I died think, during that surgery. Yeah, but I think that he he had had some issues from. They, he know, did say he, had, he said he had said scarlet fever as a child here in this little in the little blurb here. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 and it's just it it is it is a loss. And, well, it, and say, I it, he had rheumatic fever also, which was good oh that was it. Maybe yeah, I, that, that'll, that's, that'll, I was I said scarlet, but maybe it was rheumatic is what I I, I knew I'd read one of those. Yeah, that's kind of like that'll do it to you. That's not a not a it's not, not a. It's not good. No, no, it's not good at all. Well, that's like uh, my my favorite was my uh, my grandfather as a kid. Uh, not this is not a good thing, but he had uh, what was that? I guess he didn't have polio, but it was like. Uh, what did they do when they had almost like the iron lung? That was polio. Was yeah. it for polio? Well, like, whatever yeah. it was, he he had something. I don't know if it was polio, but he survived. Right. And maybe it was rheumatic fever, but whatever it was. But the the medicine back in nineteen at this point nineteen twenty eight. Yeah. You know when they had to put tubes in the person. Mm-hmm. You know it didn't. You didn't. Uh, didn't just have like a nice little tiny scar. You know. Yeah. So you he had this almost like this indention in his side. Mm-hmm. You know, like not an indention, but I mean it looked like you could. As a child, you could take fingers and be like, oh, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of like a, a wide belly button on the side, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told me he got that from a sword fight with Nazis during World War II. <laughs> <laughs> I was gullible enough to believe it. Okay. <laughs> then I was like, everyone is liars. Yes, All right, here you go. This is, this, is a, this is what I was going to read to you before we finish off on Paxton, but getting back to the – it was the stranger, not the cowboy. But he goes, you know, they call Los Angeles the city of angels. I didn't find it to be that exactly, but I'll allow there are some nice folks there. Of course, I can't say I've seen London, and I ain't never seen uh, been to France, and I ain't never seen no queen in her damn undies. So the fella says, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> he goes on to, I like that he's got these tangentials that are just, but oh, this is the last part. He goes, and that's the dude in Los Angeles. And even if he's a lazy man, and the dude was most certainly that, quite possibly the laziest in Los Angeles County which would place him high in the running for laziest worldwide. But sometimes there's a man. Sometimes there's a man. Ah, I lost my train of thought here. But, ah, hell, I've done introduced him enough. (laughs) Ellipses off. Yes, you just got this, like, okay. I lost my train of thought. Well, shit. Oh, shit. Yep. 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 Uh, But uh, with that note, 
And with that, well, Paxton, there are no. so many performances that we are going to miss out, and we are we were grateful to have you. And it's such a wide, weird variety. Not to mention, oh, we forgot another one, which was Near Dark. Oh, okay, yep. But the the, the Hillbilly Vampires. Okay, yeah. It came out in the same year as Lost Boys, so it was overshadowed. But it was a smaller budget film. It was from uh, Catherine Bigelow, who won the Oscar for uh, what's the one about the bomb diffusers in uh, Iraq? Uh, 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 Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. But she uh, before she hit it big, uh, and she was still, I think, with James Cameron at the time, coming mm-hmm. full circle. But it's uh, him and Lance Henriksen, and um, and they play basically redneck vampires, or that's what they are alluded to be, uh, mm-hmm. in a big Winnebago with lots of tinfoil on the windows. Mm-hmm. I, I, have you ever seen Near Dark? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've seen, All right, shit. Well, uh, there's another one i got to put on the list for you. On the list there. All okay. right. All right. Well, with that, uh, we'll, so we'll move on to science quickly. You call yourself a scientist. Because uh, we have... We have big news in science. We found seven planets, <laughs> seven Earth-sized. Did you did you did you not hear about this? Did you not see about this in the um? In the I have not seen this. I, I've been ignoring the news since. Uh, yeah, election. true, true, true. So, um, NASA a little while ago, about maybe a week and a half ago now, or a little bit longer than that, announced that uh, the Kepler, uh, the Kepler uh, t- space telescope mission, had discovered. Um, the uh, like seven Earth-sized planets orbiting a single star, uh, of which some, they believe at least two of them are in what would be called the Goldilocks or the habitable zone, and it's entirely po- they going well. It's entirely possible that all of them have some some sort of like habit- liquid water or habitable. Now, before we all, it's about forty light years away, which is actually in cosmic terms not that far. And of course, in real terms, it's just forever away from us but here the thing is that it's um it's a little unusual system it's an unusual system the the sun is the star is extremely small uh i think the best the the best thing i've seen to show you the difference is if you take a basketball and that's the size of the sun yeah the, the sun that is around that that these planets are orbiting would be the size of a golf ball it's tiny it doesn't it's really very small. It doesn't really reduce. It'll last a long time, but it isn't really uh, letting out a lot of like energy in in the visible frame light. It's not. It's not a very high powered star, and these planets are accordingly are actually all pretty damn close to this thing. It's like I think the closest one has like an orbital year of about a day and a half. You know, so it's like whizzing around. Wow. Now, well, here, so Bob, hold tight. Mm-hmm. But I, it, can we? Stop right there for a second. Sure. I'll be right back. I just get okay. a dog. And okay. Let me go get him. So okay. then we get can, the dog. We'll come back. We'll finish on the planet, and we can go into bad movie. Okay. We're we got we were having puppies. Babe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, get get. We're, go get. Go we're go. Having puppies. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. I am. Oh, with puppy. We're we're brought to you by Alpo. We're not going to tell you what it's made of. Thank you. <laughs> made of other puppies. <laughs> made of other puppies. So other yeah. puppies we love less. We love less. So it's yeah the Tapas B. It's called the Tapas B. Uh, the Tapas system. Um, Trappist is the name of the, the Trappist system, and there's seven little planets. Uh, some of them are a little bigger than Earth. Some of them are a little smaller than Earth. 
but they're all about Earth-like. They all think they're rocky. And the fascinating thing is because, oddly enough, it's because that this sun is so dim that they actually are going to be, it looks like they actually might be able to use, uh, be able to discover if there is actually liquid, you know, like there's, there are light signatures and chemical signatures that come off in the light that's reflected off of a planet, so they might actually be able to tell, is this, is there water there? Is there, are there uh, th- things like, you know, for example, if they find, ox- you know, like oxygen coming, you know, if they, if they find a significant portion of oxygen in the, um, in the, the spectrum of the light coming off of one of these planets, they, it's very difficult to do this, and they're very smart, and it takes a long time. You know, bingo, we got water, we got life. I mean, that's almost, un- it would be an almost unambiguous. Uh, which, I, which I get that, but you know what, I kind of agree with Bill Maher that, you know, it's like, we need to worry about saving this world. <laughs> yes, well, it's. I think I think we do need to worry about saving this world, but I think this is rather, it's rather fresh. It's it's a extremely fascinating like uh, discovery, and also it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, yeah, as if like uh, as if they were trying to tell us something. Yeah, it's it's like you know we we they found like there's another system where they apparently they said they found a couple like two other Earth-like patterns, planets, and all of a sudden they're finding Earth-like planets, you know by the gazillion or by a lot and i think it's basically they've 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 refined their techniques and they've been able to like you know work better with it so but this is like the big news and you know it's 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 a fascinating little thing i don't i honestly my own my own thing is i think they're just kind of too close to the sun and the sun will basically even if it's a small underpowered sun will send off things like solar flares which is basically like you know like <laughs> Uh, you know, like, you know, like would basically erase everything <laughs> uh, on the planet, um, right. and and also um, I think the first two, at least, and maybe the others, at, at least the first two, and maybe even the third, are what they would call tidally locked. You know how the moon only shows with the one face of the Earth. That's the same sort of thing. It would only be like like Mercury is tidally locked around the sun. So there's only one face that faces Mer- the sun all the time. And then, of course, as everything is melting on the other side, it's cold as hell. So uh, very likely that the, at least the first two planets are tidally locked like that. So there's... And there also is just simply... It's such a tiny little star. Uh, it, you really... This, the life requires the, sp- the stupendous amount of energy poured out of the sun every day to work here. So y- you don't know, you know, but... It's it's just an intriguing and it's intriguing a very intriguing discovery and you know considering um, considering the the uh, everything that's been going on in the in the world um, I'm kind of like um, okay well it's every, not we're not everything is we're not completely helpless at doing things we can actually um, get things done we can actually do look at this look at what we're, what we're able to find uh, yeah I think so I I I don't think. I mean, I'm not looking for aliens there. I'm not looking for a, um, a a a sign of like intelligent life in the universe because I think there isn't any. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I think that uh, I think that it would be very interesting to see if uh, it would actually it would actually if if there is actually undisputable form. Actually, here's the thing: there's something called uh, you've heard. I think I may have mentioned this: the Fermi paradox. 
about, you know, if there should be by just rights all sorts of alien civilizations all over the place, but we don't see any of them, where the hell are they? Which is basically what Fermi said at one point. They they were talking about, uh, they were like physicists, they were talking about it very quickly, and then Fermi's head started to, like, you know, rattle over it, and then, like, about an hour and a half later, he goes, where the hell is everybody? Uh, so... The idea is like you know by the Drake equation and also other other things like that we we should be awash with intelligent life nothing nada zippo zilch you know now there's like all sorts of different answers including the matrix answer that because we're in living in a computer simulation which is the creepiest shit I've ever heard and people are actually going no that's actually a serious possibility it says don't tell me this crap so yeah, well, uh, no, that, what I've read is is basically that uh, the the, everyone's consciousness. Computers are now smart enough. Or not smart. Not smart. But they're now technologically uh, capable that mm-hmm. they could uh, hold the consciousness of not just the people living, but of every human that's ever been. Mm-hmm. And also, it also, also create the entire universe that we, you know, we see, and observe, and are in. I mean, that's the idea. Is that this whole thing is a complete simulation? Uh, which would, you know, which would also indicate, like, maybe even oddly enough, explain some of the weird stuff that goes on in the quantum universe because it's just simply, well, you know, if you're not looking at it, we don't need to calculate it, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, there is a weirdness about that. But uh, the, the one of the one of the one of the hypotheses uh, to explain the Fermi paradox is something called the Great Filter. Uh, the idea that at some point during the history of life. There is a, you know, there is a catastrophic event that eliminates most of this in most civilizations, it, or simply because life just doesn't start, you know. So there's there's the fil- the great filter could be, you know, the start of life or the industrial civilization or something where there's like all sorts of ideas. One one scientist actually was like said, if we find evidence of life on Mars, we're kind of screwed. Because uh, that meant the great filter is in front of us; it's not behind us. Uh, you know, so the idea is basically one of the ideas of the great filter is simply why we don't see other uh, advanced industrial, advanced civilizations is that they manage to destroy themselves in the process of becoming advanced civilizations. And um, I would like to think that maybe one would get through, but who knows? You know, like everyone's, you know, nukes are people will find nukes. You know, like we're gonna find people are all gonna find nukes at some point. So um, anyway, and with that cheerful thought. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, well we, I'm ready to go blow my brains out if, uh, uh, if well, Goldface didn't do it first. Well, welcome, welcome to the uh, you know welcome, welcome to my. I mean, the the Fermi. You know, like the simplest. I have to say honestly, to be perfectly blunt, the as far as I'm concerned, the uh, as far as the Occam's Razor is concerned, we're it. That's it. Nothing else, you know. Bingo, solitary. We would have seen it. There would have been there would have unambiguous evidence at some point out there. Um, you know, it's well, you know, like I'm well, across- that what, uh, that what Doctor uh, uh, the Hawking, uh, Stephen Hawking said that that, uh, that that the idea that there isn't life out there. Well, I, I'm not really sure. You know, life out there is it, saying that there's life out there is not the same as saying it's an intelligent life out there. Well, that's true, but I think that you know it would be questionable whether or not we are. Yeah, well, we are. Well, well you know, we, we're intelligent. We we, we're, we we are conscious. We we are we are we are self aware. Yes, we are self aware. That's probably the greatest cosmic joke. Yes. Yep. Hey puppy. Hey pup pup. Yeah. 
I'm saying, though, that us being conscious, though, I mean, or being self-aware, though, is probably, whether God or not, mm-hmm. it's probably the greatest... Uh, I'm saying that's probably the greatest cosmic joke of us knowing that we are mortal and knowing that there is a finite amount of time. Yes. Or I kill this beautiful, cute little puppy. (laughs) Which, 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 of course, basically, you know, is what explains so much of our miseries the fact that we're aware of the fact that we're going to pop off at some point. Right. Why do you think animals don't give a shit? I mean, they they don't want to, they don't want to get attacked or injured but i mean generally they unless they are threatened they're not yeah. sitting i don't think most of them until the very end are going ah shit my knees are going out i'm getting old yeah. like, like it's it, yep. it's i mean maybe they do but, <laughs> you know, I, but I don't I, know I, I haven't asked i haven't asked my cat much you know i never I asked my cat well not just dogs but i know a lot of animals go out to uh <laughs> all right puppy go out to uh, be alone when they die yeah <laughs> speaking of which uh, let's take a break here, <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to take the uh, take the squeaky to- beautiful these... dog out for a walk. Okay. That movie. Okay. All right, I'll call you back. Okay. <laughs> wolf, wolf. Okay, we're back. The the, the dog has been emptied of. Uh... <laughs> That's right. Uh, both he and I took a dump in the lawn. <laughs> okay. You share everything. That's right. I show him what we're doing. <laughs> Speaking of a dump on the lawn, it's that movie. <laughs> so today's bad movie is Goldface, the Fantastic Superman. Have you ever wanted a shitty Italian version of a shitty Mexican wrestling film? There you go. If you've ever wondered, what would the Italians do with a Mexican wrestling film? Make it even... Well, they would take <laughs> apparently three characters from what I read and turn it into one to save money. <laughs> money. Yes. This, this this gentleman was is actually most famous for doing um, a series of film called The Three Supermen. There's like The Three Supermen, The Three Supermen in the Orient, uh, The Three Supermen Take Manhattan. And also a series of Black Emmanuel like softcore porn. Uh, oh yeah, movies. good stuff. Yeah, so um, so uh, uh Miss Gelsner, I believe is how her name pronounce is pronounced. pronounced. But this one is silly as hell. Uh, it just bas- it starts off with a party. Uh, they're watching uh, somebody's it's somebody's birthday. They're industrialists. They're watching. They look out, have some look at some fireworks. And it turns out actually that these, some of the fireworks are basically of of basically plants and ships being blown up by the mysterious by the mysterious cobra. The cobra is now demanding like two million dollars. And I was thinking, you know, I am sorry. Powers. Even yeah, I was exactly thinking. Even sixty-seven, two million is not that much, really. Well, you think they could fork that together? But then yeah. again, when we look at the budget of this film, two million probably is a lot. Probably was a lot. Yeah. So, so they they do that. And, but we but we first we go to we meet Coldface. What do you think of the costume? By the way, uh, the costume is, um, is. Well, I mean, it's it's what you would expect. Uh, I mean, it, it's just kind of a. 
it really isn't that far off from that Mexican wrestling. No, it is. Have. It's pretty much. The only thing that was kind of interesting is that, you know, it says he has, I don't know what the chest symbol either looks like, the Eye of Sauron or Flaming Vagina. I'm not entirely certain. <laughs> I thought it looked more like a brown eye. Yeah, okay. But it was just whatever it was. And they had a little G in the F. And I was thinking, you know, like, okay, who decided Goldface? I mean, what, what was this, you know, like, how about, you know, the Avenger Thor, the Avenger, something like they that. They could have just called him, like, uh, you know, they could have called him the Wasp. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, whatever. So, you know, he fights up a bunch of people. And it turns out that actually he's he's actually, uh, during the day, he's a, he's... Um, Which, by the way, I've got to say, they couldn't even afford, my understanding, isn't it, like, part makeup also? Uh, the the costume? No, I think the costume is pretty much is just like I don't I didn't see that, but I did. I, I thought. Well, let me let me rephrase. Okay. I'm looking at the poster now. Mm-hmm. And he's got a mouth prominent. Yeah. So that means that the, this guy his face is painted gold, and only half of his face is covered. Uh, no, that's um, no, that the the uh, the poster does not actually uh, give you any the the painted poster, uh, the actual this is bullshit. Yeah, it's 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 the painted. Po- maybe I maybe I didn't watch this film that closely. Yeah, maybe which uh, probably because you were trying to save your sanity. <laughs> because uh-huh. I mean, the film the film really only has like three or four different scenes. One is which talking heads jabber each other for for to basically exposition points. As, as jabbering heads are. As jabbering heads do. Uh, there is the scene. There are there are scenes with the um, doctor. Who actually turns out to be Goldface, the mild mannered, the, the mild mannered, different also from the Mexican films because they would never have like a ne- uh, secret identity or ego. Yeah, this was like this is sort of like more traditional U.S. superhero stuff, and then and then they have and he's basically the thing is he's kind of a dick. Did you? Did, I just got the sense he's really is kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> Well, so, let me ask you this: Was wrestling like? Uh, yeah, I'm watching it now. Okay, so you're right. Except it's the mask has got a really shittily uh, cut yeah. mouth into it. Yes. But I, I guess my other question would be: Was wrestling big in Italy? I I don't know. I one assumes that it, since there is no less, this is the second super masked wrestler movie I have seen from Italy. I assume the other was Super Argo. And the uh, faceless giant. So I'm guessing at least it was reasonably large, or the Italians, being the Italians, saw that uh, the Mexicans were churning out 300 of these films, and people were watching. They figured, we'll try a couple, see what happens. You know, we, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of money on them. Uh, so yeah, well, no, God forbid. <laughs> and I think that was the MO of all Italian films. Yeah, go not spending a lot of money on this picture. Uh, so, it turns out that Goldface is actually this 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 like medic this re scientific researcher who's linked to the businessman who's being threatened by the Cobra, who is like this weird sort of like James Bondish kind of villain that he's uh, trying to I think trying to take over the world or extort money. Either one, I don't know, but no one can see the Cobra. But I actually notice is one thing he doesn't he doesn't hire pretty particularly well. Uh, efficient henchman because he's constantly killing them for failing. I, I think you know, like I, I think. Tell me this. Yeah. This is a, this is how you know a film is great. Yeah. Does it end uh, where uh, it, the film pauses? Mm-hmm. Does it end on like a, a still shot and then go into animation? 
Uh, no, that's the beginning of it. It doesn't. No, end. no, no. no. <laughs> I just I was watching the end of it right now. Oh, okay. that's exactly how it ends. Yes, how it, it does end. That's right. It does end, and then it goes into. It, yes, it, it, it ends like the old '70s show. You know, like where they're like, ha, 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 and then it, the freeze frame. Freeze frame. Then <laughs> picking the girl up as a freeze frame, like as he wins a match and picks up the beauty. Yeah. And as it goes to a freeze frame, it goes to animation of him swinging into frame, mm-hmm. and it's at the end. Yeah, and then yes, so it's like. Um, and don't fuss Goldface. Don't fuss Goldface. And there's also uh, the other thing, Goldface, in addition to being a scientist and also a wrestler, I mean, and they never, you know, I, 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 will, give the, I will give this film credit. They could have really wasted our time explaining how that came to be. You know, like, I just, you know, an American film, you'd have two-thirds of the film would basically be the origin of Goldface. That would be the, Well, you know. I think it's known that most wrestlers are scientists in there. <laughs> And Superman, apparently too. Yeah, that's like, right. In their in their off time. In their off time, they're scientists, and they also you know lumber around with a, with a huge black guy named Lotar who goes around eating peanuts during matches and things like that. And even during the '60s, had to be an insanely insensitive racist stereotype. I mean, Wait, God, it was just. By awful. the way, YouTube. Yeah, no, yes, it is. <laughs> I was going to say YouTube suggests uh, the Fantastic Argo Man and the three Fantastic Supermen. Yeah, the three Fantastic Supermen. Also, are, so, so if you want to have that trifecta of shit. <laughs> yes. Well, I've seen this Fantastic Argo Man. I think we actually did it at one point, and that's really a terrible film too. He's not a masked wrestler. He's actually a superhero who's a dick. Uh, he's really he is really even more so than. Uh, Goldface is. Are you trying to say that there was a lot of misogyny going on in Italy in the 60s and 70s? I don't want to say misogyny. I think he's just, you know, I think it's, I I don't think it's actually just, um, the dickishness is not just just towards women and not women, it's just towards human beings who were not him in general. That's his, uh, that's his great... He's he's basically that's how that's how he comes across to me anyway. Uh, so I mean, there's there are. Well, it's the three supermen in the west. Yeah, and there's those three supermen in the east, and there's the three supermen oh. in Africa, which I I don't want to see. I don't that's... think that will be racist at all. No, no, not. I think this is. I, I, that's not <laughs> as bad as I had forgotten uh, uh, that when uh, Neil Diamond. With the movie star for about oh, two seconds. Oh, yes. Uh, in, uh, when he the stars, uh, star, when he re- star four now. Jazz singer, when he redid jazz the jazz singer. I had forgotten that he does blackface. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, that was a moment. That was a moment to regret. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was absolutely... But I digress. I digress I myself. Got to goldface. Got to goldface. I'm going to look away from Neil Diamond, because that's... that's the, you get me off on Neil Diamond, that's an hour. And we're, we don't First have an of all, hour. Any phrase that starts with "you get me off on Neil Diamond," <laughs> you get me rolling on Neil Diamond. Okay, so uh, but it's the, the film is either consists of him either basically coming on to every single woman in in the planet, including like the guy. There was one of the scenes. He's like, "Oh hi, you're you're engaged to such and such." Yes, but I don't love him. Okay, fine. We'll just lock. We'll we'll, we'll just smash. We'll just we'll fuck that. And it's like, do you well, have? Uh, let uh, us. Uh, <laughs> Let us, let us fuck. You know, did, did you take the mask off? I don't think so. So it's like, uh, and it turns out actually that the fiance turns out to be the cobra. Uh, but you know, it's like, who cares? I mean, it really is. The the scenes basically what happens is, like I said, they've got him either coming onto women, um, him uh, either that, and then uh, like boring exposition, and about about a third of the film is 
are like these frenetic fight scenes, which can please uh, basically people slapping each other mostly, uh, either, either wrestling matches or just the fight scenes and things. It's like uh, if the Three Stooges were bored. Yeah, if the Three Stooges, if Three Stooges were a superhero film, you know, it's like people get slapping yeah. all the time. Now, but it might have been like, but that the way you're describing it has more energy. Yeah, in the fights. Yes, <laughs> there really is. You know, guy go do 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 do. How do you fuck up? People beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, but they did. They do. Yeah, so it's like, you know, budgets. What can I tell you? But it's it's really kind of like, oh, my God. This is like, this is, it's a crazy film. It really is. A, there's a lot of craziness in it that just um, uh, seems to be like, uh, you know, like it's the, the Yeah, there's also, I think there's a reel missing on the, on the YouTube clip because there's like, there's this moment where they just like, oh, I saw him dead. I know Goldface is dead. And it's like, well, when the hell did we see that? You know, so then there's like this, this, this like little MacGuffin about, you know, somebody dresses up as Goldface in order they're going to bet on him. So he's going to lose the match. And then Goldface shows up again. How Goldface knows all this stuff is never explained. Like there's a, they're going to sabotage the, the uh, businessman's daughter, Pamela, businessman's daughter, Pamela's motorcycle, which is in a motorcycle race with, a, with an adorable pink helmet, I must say. That was, I thought that was kind of cute. Um, so. Somehow Goldface knows about this. How the hell does Goldface know about this stuff? Unless he's actually, like, doing it himself. <laughs> First of all, you don't question Goldface. I, I guess you don't question Goldface, no. Second of all, you don't question Goldface. Third, third rule is, you don't question Goldface. Don't you fucking question, <laughs> question Goldface. So, it's, uh... I I would um, actually I wouldn't mind actually seeing this in a slightly better transfer than what's on YouTube because I'm just stupid. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> because I would like to get a little. I would like a nicer transfer. I'd like to have actually see like a decent transfer of this on to like I a like DVD. That's what do you think is going to fix the movie? <laughs> no, no, it's not going to fix the movie. <laughs> transfer. It's just. It's just. It's no, just. I, I know what you're saying. You know, but it's like you know. I, at least you know, I mean, they did actually. People did actually work in this, and there was like. You know, there were moments, and, you know, people people existed and did it. And I don't know... They actually work in this. Yeah, they... they about almost any movie, couldn't you? <laughs> yes, yes. I like that that's, like you're, that's, that's what you're holding on to as, like, a thread of hope. No, not a thread of hope. <laughs> and you know what it sounds like? Yes. It sounds like Donald Sutherland in uh, Animal House of... People, this is my job. This is my job. <laughs> Out of his plan. <laughs> This is, this is my well, and part of this is my job. I watch this crap. I mean, that's right. You know, listen, if I'm suffering, everyone's suffering. Yes, that is Bob. You are guaranteed. Yes, this one is actually. This is not the worst film I've ever seen. To be perfectly honest, I mean, well, I, that, I, yeah, that's true. That's kind of like the bullshit. Whenever he said Plan Nine is the worst film, it's not a good film. Oh, good, but good is, God, but no! It's, it's, it's far from. Call it the worst film. It's far from the worst film. It's I mean, you from... watch some fucking, you know, uh, Shannon Tweed movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Lethal Guns. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like, it's you know, like I, I think the thing was that this. I mean, the one thing I did like about this film is it really was not, you know, it was not pretending to be anything deep or, or you know. It was just like, okay, we... No, no, there is we, no pretense in this whatsoever. We've, 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 it is, it, I will give them this. It is as advertised. Yes. Okay, the other thing is, okay, we got the costume for another week. We got okay, we gotta finish the movie. You ready for Goldface 2? <laughs> don't think... Didn't happen. Did not happen. Although That's they did... The game they, because there, there seemed to be a, a, masses, a mass cry out yeah. for her. 
uh, people that were like, you know what, Gold, there were so many uh, loose threads, so many storylines that needed to be explained. Yes. Like, what happened to Pamela? Who cares? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? You know what? You know what? This movie made me want to watch again. What? What is it? Uh, All the marbles. Okay. You ever see that? Uh, no. All the marbles. It's a movie from the eighties. Okay. It sounds good to you. Uh, Peter Falk plays a conniving con man who gets into uh, who is the manager of two buxom women. Uh, and they do like uh, wrestling. Go town to town doing mud wrestling. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't do it with them. He manages the ladies. He, he manages the ladies. He's a tag team. It's called All the Marbles. Yes, we I see that. List of all the movies you have not seen, and I've got to start to send you the, at least the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm searching out. I'm finding things like Goldface. I mean, this is why I don't see. That's what I'm face. saying. Is that <laughs> listen? If I have to, you know. If not watch all the way through, but even hear about this shit, <laughs> yeah. at least you can do is watch trailers of films that people have actually seen. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody must have seen Goldface in the theaters at some point. No, not necessarily. <laughs> I think not... you're giving Goldface much too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone I... must have seen this. <laughs> yes. So, of course, now, now, that, now that you're actually going to make me want to watch... Uh, you know, actually, you, what you, now you're making me want to rewatch uh, the the Mexican Batwoman film, which uh, oh, <laughs> I'm guessing this has nothing to do with DC Comics. Uh, it's she's got a bat cowl on and she's got a bikini, so it's actually and a bat coat. She actually well, yeah, so, but it's it's she's it's a Mexican wrestling film. Can I, can uh, I, can, well, yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. I, I'll, I'll say this. Hold on. Before before you do your summation. Okay. I will tell you what I do want to watch that we should maybe put on our list. Okay. You ready for this? Sure. Have you ever seen Sunny Boy? Mm, yeah. You're 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 scoring a hundred here with the stuff okay. I haven't seen. Let me, let me just read this quick synopsis for you. Because I want to get your your uh, live reaction to this. Mm-hmm. You ready? Okay. A shattering, unforgettable performance from David Carradine powers this wickedly offbeat tale of family love gone berserk. Paul L. Smith, that you may know from Crime Wave, Midnight Express, and also is playing Bluto in Popeye the Musical, and Brad Dourif, <laughs> are also featured in a powerfully moving supporting role. Or roles. In a remote desert town, here's the storyline, a, psych- a, psychop- a psychopathic petty crook uh, that would be Paul L. Smith and his transvestite girlfriend, played by David Carradine, kidnap an orphaned infant, cage it like an animal, and train it to steal and kill on their command. Years later, when the half-wild Sunny Boy escapes and embarks on a bloody rampage, the couple's monstrous attempt at child development provokes the local populace into vengeful, vengeful retaliation. Unlike any film you've ever seen, Sunny Boy is an unsettling, wildly bizarre allegory on the devastating effects of child abuse and the violent consequences that follow. Um, David Carradine fans haven't seen anything till they've seen this. Force I, 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 I think I, I just was pulled it up on intermediate base and I see David Carradine in the dress and. Oh boy! Oh my! We have to do this. Oh yes. Okay, that's it. Next right. next time is Sunny Boy. I'll definitely get that one up and running. 
Sunny uh-huh. boy next time. We're going to do that, you know, so I won't have to adult. Uh, you, so you won't actually have to watch Batwoman. <laughs> I, I just sent you a picture for your pleasure. <laughs> for for my view, for my picture, you know. Yes, it's viewing. a family portrait of David Cain uh, and Drag. <laughs> Um. Uh, it's, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he would do anything. Obviously. I mean, that's hey, hey, cocaine isn't going to pay for itself. <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. I don't know. I stole silver. I don't know. I still remember it. I mean, I I loved him, and I thought he was very. Actually, I don't even know if he did coke. He probably didn't, know. although he did die from autoerotic asphyxiation. In yeah, so, yeah, in, in Thailand, and they found him in the closet. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? what I, that's why, you know, I think it was Adam uh, Carolla that was saying when he died like that, that in the old days, that's not how it would have happened with a movie star. They would have fucking wrapped him up in his gi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he died in his sleep. Yeah, they would just have left him there. You know, like, yeah, not, not just like tabloid photos of him, you know. Yeah. With, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but all of that he, aside, all of that aside, and goldface. Anyway, so returning once again. So your 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 recommendation is to avoid goldface at all. At all, I'm at all David Carradine as a transvestite <laughs> right. in what can only be described, I think, as a, a backwoods fairy tale version of Leatherface. Okay. <laughs> Leatherface without the class. Okay, this is what yeah, we got. Yeah, going. yeah. It's like if David Lynch directed Leatherface is what this movie <laughs> <Okay>. is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear okay we'll go with that yeah i mean i think we're because I mean, we're... think about it because they, they leatherface is what gets that the family has to like keep him contained and what is sunny boy but this feral <laughs> animal that goes left loose yeah they just so, want to be left to themselves yeah yeah so as i as i say so i'm looking at the, the mexican batwoman film which is basically, ah, yeah. it's, yeah, she's, it's, you know, like it's a, you have to keep distinguishing that the Mexican Batwoman film as if we're going to confuse it with the other Batwoman film. <laughs> I, Are I, you sure this isn't the uh, Icelandic Batwoman film? I, I don't think there is an Icelandic Batwoman film, but there are, like, some animated Batwoman things like that. That is true. So, that is true. So and if I you've just, seen the new animated version of The Killing Joke, you yeah. will uh, hate the fact that Batwoman is in it. Oh, it's a Batgirl, is it, right? Well, okay, I called her woman because yeah. I I am a progressive. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes, Batgirl. But it's it, 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 the one segment that was not from the actual comic, and yeah, it really, and it feels everybody. Like- Everybody that I mean, I was actually looking forward to that until I started reading reviews of that, and they kind of spoiled, you know, like that let out what the plot line that was the beginning of that was, and it's like, oh, you stupid! Yeah, it was just stupid filler, asshole. and it was filler that was insulting and also just not very well done. Yeah, on top of that, you know, insulting and not very well done. But well, not only that, but then it gets into some weird shit because Batman essentially fucks her when she's yeah. not an older guy, and I'm not yeah. seeing Batman. I'm just saying, but he's basically. He's a father figure, and also yeah. that doesn't really—it it does not scan right. The the, the storyline as known, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it adds a a different dynamic, and not like a bold, interesting dynamic, just a lazy dynamic, lazy and creepy yes. dynamic, which yeah. actually is generally things that I like. Yeah, but still, you know, who knows? I'm both lazy and creepy. And creepy. So, add with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, add with that, we shall leave the adventures of Gold of Goldface, who is actually riding off to the sunset with somebody else's fiance, who actually turned out to be the evil guy, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I was like, but he didn't know that before. 
I mean, he didn't even suspect that. Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck this guy. You know, the woman is like, I don't love him. Well, why are you living with him then, bitch? I mean, Jesus. Well, I think that's obvious. He is a mastermind criminal. He's a mastermind criminal. He's very rich. I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know what, though? Yeah. Maybe that, maybe, maybe we're misreading it. Maybe karmically. Yeah. That is exactly what Goldface deserves. I suppose. Actually, I think, actually, karmically thinking about it, actually, both of them deserve each other. They're That's both what I'm shallow, saying. they're both yeah. self impressed, and they're both, in, you know, like, obviously, both of them, you know, two other people have now dodged a bullet because these people are involved with each other. So, <laughs> thank you, Goldface. <laughs> thank you, Goldface, for removing one, another sociopath, another narcissistic sociopath. From you the fear, market. Yeah, due to your sociopathic narcissism. <laughs> and you <bad> found. <laughs> you have inadvertently saved someone. Saved someone else <laughs> from a sociopathic narcissist. I'm sure right now that they're sitting there, oh, well, you know, like you put weight on, you can't even fit the uniform now, can you? Nah. You know, so. Then, then, uh, then they would be forced to watch Condor Man. Condor Man, yes. Which, and... uh, by the way, real quick, I was gonna say before we leave Italy, <laughs> I thought this. I, I, I thought this was right, but before I said it, I wanted to make sure. Do you know who uh, the the two story writers on uh, Sergio Leone's uh, Once Upon a Time in the West were? Um, no, I do not. Not off the top of my. head. We were talking about low budget, and I was thinking of yeah. Joplo and whatnot. The yeah. two writers for Once Upon a the West, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, and uh, Unforgiven are my two favorite westerns, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Opposite ends of the spectrum, but just brilliant. Yeah. But uh, um, Gary Argento and Bernardo mm-hmm. Buterlucci were mm-hmm. the uh, st- uh, story by. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the screenplay was by uh, Leone. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, that, that, no wonder I love it. Uh, that is a weird <laughs> chemical mix of, people, <laughs> yes. of creative forces. Yeah. Well, I think it was just like I think a lot of you know like they a lot of the Italians like did anything that came up. I mean, it wasn't like well, right. well, this States. is when those two were young, also. Although you know, what's interesting was uh, that opening scene that has uh, what Jackie Lamb and uh, mm-hmm. oh, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, I forget his name now. The black guy drinking out of the yeah, sack. Spartacus. Yeah. Uh, it'll come back to me. But the point was, is you know who that was supposed to be? Um, that was no. the guys from the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. That was oh. going to be a joke because they were going to—they couldn't get the schedules right. But it was going to be Lee Van Cleef, um, Clint Eastwood, and uh, El- the Elias, uh, not Elias, uh, 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 and what, what, Elia, not Elia. God, Eli Wallach. Eli Wallach. There you go. And Eli Wallach, and then they were going to get gunned down by uh, Charles Bronson immediately, <laughs> which going to be kind of an in joke. Which, by the way, we were uh, Woody Strode. Yes. Yes. He, he, I, which I, I remember him. I, I, I remember one of my, in one of my favorite westerns is The Professionals. He's in that. He does a very good job in that. I was, um, but it's, um. So well, I'll tell you what, Nelson. This is great. Not only Jack Elam and Woody Strode. Also, you got, uh, which by the way, Jason Robards. Always hard to believe in a western, but really at the most, uh, you can understand why. Um, oh, who am I thinking of? A Humphrey Bogart's wife. Uh, uh, McCall, Lauren McCall married him because he really did have that kind of a young bogey, you know. Mm-hmm. To him. But the yeah. other one is, is that just, you know, Henry Fonda's uh, uh, entrance in the beginning of that movie is unfucking believable. Yeah, and just so much against type. Just absolutely. Oh, uh, shit. It's got Keenan Wynn in it also and Lionel Sander. You know who Lionel, mm-hmm. Lionel Sander is? Mm, not, not off the top of my head. 
imagine the opening credits of Heart to Heart and the guy voicing it over. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when they met, it was murder. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. I think we've taken this on enough tangents. I okay, the, so tangents are us. Thank you very much for listening and getting out to the very end. Oh, by the way, one, one the last more thing about Bill Paxton, he was actually the star of the short Fish Heads, which will be the the out outtake the they, song on the way out. Co-directed. Co-directed it as well. Yeah. Yep. yep. Fish so, Heads. Fish Heads. Fish Heads. That's it. Yum. Yeah. So, and with that. Yes. <laughs> And with that, we're going to bid Goldface and Fishheads goodbye. This is Bob Muir saying peace, love, Shonen Knife. And this is Mr. The Bandit saying toodaloo. They don't play drums.